0: Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we've got Peter Watts in the studio. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Jason. Lovely to be here again. It's awesome to have you again. And uh, we have you here every Thursday, and uh, you're going to be continuing your series, Searching for Certainty. Now, Peter. I believe you're preparing for an event that's coming up soon, and I think it's called Prophetica.
1: It is, yes. So, so Prophetica, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say,
0: so do you want to tell us uh, what's that, what that's all about?
1: Yeah, for sure. So uh, Prophetica is a one-day, uh, an all-day event. It's going to be taking place in... Uh, Five different locations around Tasmania. And uh, if you want more information about it, you can go to prophetica.com. So you go to the website, prophetica.com. I'm going to spell that for you. P R O P H E T I C A, prophetica.com. And if you go there, you'll find out uh, about the program and about the venues. Uh, but it's basically a program that looks at um, ancient prophecy, it looks at the events taking place in the world today, it looks at the trends, and it looks where we're heading. and It um, looks at the predictions of the future that we have in ancient scripture and uh, helps us to see where the world is heading now. Awesome. So where is it being held? Okay, so uh, it will be held in various places. Uh, Down here, there's two venues in Hobart that it will be held. Uh, One is at Blunston Arena, which is, uh, of course, Bellarive Oval. There in the Ricky Ponting room, you'll find all these details at com. It's also taking place at the Hobart Function and Conference Centre in the middle of Hobart. Um, it's going to be at Olverston and Launceston and Scottsdale. And so those five venues over a couple of weekends. Okay, and the dates for those uh, events? Yeah, so all the dates will be uh, found on, I, I don't imagine everybody's going to remember everything yeah. I say right now, but prophetica.com, you'll find those details. So when's
0: the first one at So least? the
1: first one is the 31st of July, uh, starts at 10am through to 2.30pm at Scottsdale, at the Scottsdale Library Seminar Room, um, and then we will be at uh, Launceston uh, from 430 to 9pm on Saturday, July thirty one. And, uh, and then on, well, it's, um.
0: It's about a week later when you come down to Hobart, isn't it?
1: That's right. Well, yeah. so the Saturday and the Sunday, 31st of July, and then the 1st of, uh, August will be at Ulverston. And then in Hobart, it will be, the Saturday will be the 7th of August, uh, at Blunston Arena. And then Sunday, the 8th of August at the Hobart Function and Conference Centre.
0: Okay. Now, You're going to be one of the presenters, but who else is going to be presenting?
1: So my good friend Gary Webster, who also appears here on Faith FM Radio, he will be one of the presenters. Um, David Maxwell, who's also another Faith FM Radio presenter, he will be another one of the presenters. Uh, There's Robbie Bergen, who also appears on Faith FM. Um, He has a program on Faith FM too. So, um, yeah, a number of people from the Faith FM uh, Radio program will be uh, part of the presentation team.
0: Okay, so if I'm a listener, I'm asking the question, why should I bother going to this event?
1: Excellent question, and it kind of ties in with today's topic, which today's topic is just how to survive the end of the world. Um, And we have been looking in the past few weeks in our series here on Faith FM, Searching for Certainty looking at uh, ancient predictions about where the world is headed and how we can prepare for the end of the world. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about that today, but uh, this series will help people to understand the perspectives of, you know, many people are wondering, why is the world in such a mess? Why is Mm. the world in such a a bad place? Uh, Is there anything we can do to secure our future? And uh, we'll be talking about those things at the Prophetica series.
0: Okay. Well, it sounds like something that people should uh, get onto and uh, prophetica, com. it's uh, hard to get your mouth around that sometimes, prophetica.com, uh, go there, you can get all the information, you can register for any of the events that we mentioned earlier. Now, last week, Peter, you mentioned also that we've been talking about sort of the end of the world, and we are looking at the Mm. signs of the end. Yeah. Um, And today's topic is uh, about how to survive the end, and I think it's time
1: that we actually got into our program. So
0: what are some of the ideas about the end of the world?
1: Well, yeah, how to survive the end of the world. Is the world coming to an end? It appears that many people think it is. Uh, As you mentioned last week, we talked about some of the signs of the times and some of the social, political... Uh, scientific uh, community talking about doomsday, talking about the end of the world. So this is not a religious... It's not simply a religious idea. Um, There are certainly uh, people who um are concerned uh of course we you know many are concerned about climate change and the like i saw a um a program uh, 60 minutes uh on channel 9 this was back in 2017 and they had a segment called apocalypse soon and they were talking about um people who were preparing for the end of the world but these were not um people who were you know um sort of uh, mentally unstable. These were people who were basically powerful, influential people who were buying up places uh, in New Zealand and other places. And um, in America, they had got these um, uh, disused missile silos that they were building bunkers in for the really wealthy to purchase a bunker Mm. to kit it out. And to be ready for the end of the world. Now, of course, it was, it's going to help if you know what the end of the world looks like. Sure. You know, I mean, if you're preparing for the end of the world, it's going to be helpful to know what that looks like because mm. you could be preparing, preparing for an event that actually isn't going to take place. Uh, another thing I noticed in the news, um, I think it was back in 2007, um, They built the uh, Arctic Doomsday Vault, and that is in Norway. And essentially what it is is countries from around the world are sending seeds to this vault to preserve them so that if there is an apocalypse, if there is a nuclear disaster or something and the world gets destroyed, that they can somehow in the future replant these seeds. And do you know which country is the greatest contributor to the doomsday vault in Norway? I have no idea. It's Australia. Australia, well, <laughs> well there you go. We have more seeds there than any other country. I'm
0: not sure what that says about Australia. Maybe we believe that uh, it's going to happen. Or I, I don't know. know. Who
1: knows? Well, it's, see, in Norway, this doomsday vault, It's um it's been built you know, sort of into the side of a glacier. Uh, but uh, a couple of years ago they had some flooding there because some of the melting glacier and so they were having some flooding issues so the question would be is the Doomsday Vault going to actually survive Survive. to doomsday? (laughs) So that's a concern but uh, you know we we have TV shows like Doomsday Preppers and um, that's gone for several seasons in the States um, and we see it over here too people who are preparing for the end of the world but as I said you have to know what the end of the world is going to look like I mean in the popular culture You know, a lot of our TV shows and movies deal with end time themes or end of the world kind of scenarios you think of uh, movies like Independence Day which is about an alien invasion. Um, Deep Impact was a film uh, about it says heaven and earth are about to collide and it was about an asteroid of course that that was going to strike the earth. Is that what's going to cause the end of the world? Uh, The film Armageddon was of the same kind. Uh, The Day After Tomorrow was a film about the end of the world that focused on climate and uh, the changing nature of that and then of course, 2012 was loosely based on um, a a poor interpretation of a a prophetic calendar in in South America. Of course, 2012 didn't bring in the end of the world, and we've talked about the doomsday clock, and there's a a wealth of scenarios of how the world might end. Nuclear, you know, destruction, COVID-19, of course, as... as Um, sparked everybody's interest in terms of could there be uh, you know a a virus that kills everybody Um, but what we want to know is how will the world end and the bible actually tells us how the world will end and it's none of those scenarios those scenarios are really signs and we talked a little bit about this last week so covid19 the various natural disasters and so forth these are signs of the times but Mm. they are not what brings the world to an end? What brings the world to an end according to the Bible is actually an event called the second coming of Christ. And we referred to this a little bit in the last couple of programs, but we want to dig into the details today because if we understand how the world is going to end, then we have a better chance of preparing for that and knowing how to prepare for that. Mm, For sure.
0: And uh, in in terms of that end like that's the end as we know it Mm. like today it's not necessarily the end
1: well that's a very good (laughs) the really good question um because uh when we talk about the end of the world as we know it what we're really talking about and what the bible is talking about is the end of everything bad Mm. that's what it is so you know people might uh think you know how could you get excited about the end of the world i mean you know who wants the world to end Yeah, exactly but if you if i was to say to people. Would we like to see an end to famine? Would we like to see an end to warfare? Would we like to see an end to cancer? Would we like to see an end to suffering and death? Would we like to see an end to poverty? I think everybody would want to see an end to those things. I, I think so. And this is what we're talking about. So uh, the second coming of Christ is is Jesus returning in glory to take his people home to heaven um, and ultimately... Uh, God will recreate the world again and it will be a paradise once again. But that's that's the very shortened version of what we're going to look into today.
0: Mm. Um, Now, we've got a a passage of Scripture. Did you want to read that before we go to the break?
1: I think it would be good. If you you would like to read this one, uh, you can. It's it's John chapter 14, verse 1 to 3. And uh, it's, it's a promise that Jesus makes in terms of his return.
0: It says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also.
1: So this is a significant passage where Jesus promises his disciples, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. That's a nice thought, by the way, that he's preparing for us. And he says, if I go, I will come again. Mm-hmm. And this has been the hope of Christians for the last 2,000 years. There are many verses of this nature, and we'll look at them in a moment. And uh,
0: our first song is called Jesus is Coming Soon by Vocal Unison.
1: Troublesome
2: times, Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with, with fear. fear. Freedom we Freedom all hold dear, now is at stay.
3: Humbling your, Humbling your hearts to, hearts to God, in the no chastening rod. Seek, the way, Seek the way
2: pilgrims trod, Christians, away. My Jesus is coming, coming
3: soon, morning, or, morning or, night. or night or noon. And many will many be, many will be there their doom. Trumpets will, trumpets sound. will surely sound, and all of the dead shall rise. Righteousness, righteous bless me, righteous me in the, in the skies. Go where, no where, where no one dies, heavenward bound.
2: Well, troubles, will troubles will soon be, o'er, be o'er, happy, forever, happy forevermore When we meet, when on, we meet that on that shore Free from all care Rising, up, Rising in up in the, the sky Telling this world, world goodbye, goodbye. Homeward we homebird then will fly Glory to share My ah, Jesus is coming soon, soon Morning or, morning night, or, night, or noon, night or noon And many will make their doom Trumpets will trumpets sound will it shall rise righteously in, in, in the skies. When we where no one dies, heavenward by My Jesus is a Jesus coming
3: is coming soon. Morning or night. Morning or morning night or morning. Noon.
2: Trumpets
3: will surely and All of the, all of the shall rise. Just meet
2: in, just well. meet in the sky.
3: No no
2: heavenward by. My Jesus is Jesus a Jesus
3: Oh, no, know, know that many will it
2: many will they be no, no,
3: Trumpets will sound. Trumpets will no, no, no,
0: Listening to Tasian Encounters on Faith FM, and that was a, a fantastic a cappella song. Uh, that um, yeah, that that group vocal union, powerful song. I loved it. Um, now, we didn't give our show number earlier in the program. That's uh, 488 880 That's our show number for Tassie Encounters. You can text us in and later in the program we will have a special offer uh, for you as well. And we're going to ask you a question to give us some feedback and we'd like you to uh, respond to that and we can share that uh, on air as well. So. Um, Peter, we've been talking about the end of the world and what it's going to look like. Mm. So uh, tell us more about what this is going to look like.
1: Sure. So in the Bible, the end of the world is synonymous with the second coming of Christ. There are a lot of events that uh, occur around that time, but it is the second coming of Christ that brings about the end of the world as we know it. And as we said before, the end of the world is simply the end of everything bad. It does not mean the end of life. You know, we're looking forward to eternal life, mm. right? So, life will go on. So, it's not the end of everything, but it is the end of everything bad. And so, we just want to clarify that. So, this is why we can look forward to it. Now, in terms of... Uh the end of the world and the second coming of Christ. We read that uh, verse in John 14, verse 3, where Jesus promised, I will come again. And it's fascinating to notice that the second coming of Christ is actually one of the major themes of the New Testament. Mm. One in every 25 verses in the New Testament is about the second coming of Christ. That's 318 occurrences in the New Testament. So this is this is not a minor thing or a side thing, uh, and it's something that you know needs a lot of more prominence, really really because yeah. it's the focal point of where we're headed
0: it's it's what you'd call a major theme in the in the uh, without a doubt in the book yeah without a doubt
1: and so um you know there are i'm going to read some we're not going to read all 318 verses but i'll read another one here titus 2:13. it says looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great god and and savior jesus christ mm. so it's talking about the blessed hope as the second coming of christ um you know, many of the Bible writers talked and wrote about this, and um, there are a few things in scripture that can help us to understand what is it going to be like when Jesus returns. So first thing is we want to notice that it is a visible event. It is going to be something that we will see. In Matthew 24 verse 27 it says, these are the words of Jesus himself talking about this income and he says, for as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. So Jesus says it's like lightning that flashes in the east and, and shines through to the, to the west. And uh, I'm sure that everybody in Australia can relate to a, a, a thunder and lightning storm. Mm. Uh, I remember probably the most significant lightning storm that I was in was uh, in the U.S. So I, I was visiting friends uh, there in, in Minnesota and we took a road trip from Minnesota to South Dakota. And uh, we were driving and it was nighttime before we got to our destination and we were surrounded by this Absolutely horrendous storm we had pulled over into a um, a roadhouse. And we were in the forecourt and a, a bolt of lightning hit, hit a, um, a metal trash can and exploded right there where we were, which was amazing, um, terrifying as well. But um, we we were looking around and it was like the lightning was falling to the ground all around us and we could see it everywhere. And it wasn't something that that you were going to miss. It was a very visible situation. And Jesus compares this to the second coming. It's not going to be a secret. It's not going to be hidden. It's going to be like lightning that comes from the west, and uh, east rather, and shines to the west. And so um, we notice that it's a visible event. That's not the only thing, of course, that Scripture says about it being a visible event. If we look at the book of Revelation, um, chapter 1 and verse 7, it says, Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him. If you're alive on earth on that day, you will see see him coming. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I I kind of liken it... um, Jason, sometimes, um, often my wife and I will walk in the mornings and we'll see the sunrise and sometimes you get that great combination of all the clouds being in just the right place that when the sun rises the whole sky looks like it's on fire mm. and uh, I think to myself yeah that's what it's going to look like when Jesus returns you know a, a great sunset or great uh, sunrise but
0: perhaps even uh, even more impressive
1: <laughs> oh I would say so yeah because it you know I think those clouds will be in motion mm-hmm. um, you know but uh, it will be something you're not going to miss mm. now In relation to that, it says, you know, in Revelation 1, 7, he's coming with clouds. Um, There's a passage in Acts chapter 1 that I think uh, you're going to read. It's Acts chapter 1, 9 through 11.
0: It says, now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight.
1: I want to just pause you just there to give the context of what's happening here. Mm. Jesus is, this is 2,000 years ago, he's on earth, talked to his disciples after the resurrection, and He is ascending to heaven.
0: Yeah. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as
1: you saw him go into heaven. All right. So this is significant because you have Jesus ascending to heaven, going back to heaven in the book of Acts there and uh, two bystanders who we imagine are angels telling the disciples as you saw him go that's how he's going to return as he disappeared into a cloud he's going to come visibly in a cloud and that's what we've read in other passages as well this is important because i think that um there are various notions about what happens at the end of the world, various notions about the second coming of Christ. Some, some people believe that it's a spiritual coming. Jesus comes to you spiritually and it's just in your heart. Uh, other people believe that there's going to be a secret rapture and people are just going to disappear off the, the face of the earth. Uh, other people think that it's a metaphor and Jesus actually isn't physically going to come back. But what we read in scripture is a very definite visible return bodily of Jesus Mm. as he went into heaven and was uh, you know, received by a cloud. He's coming back with clouds. And so um, this is important to understand. I'll tell you why. If you think about the first advent of Jesus, when he came as a little baby, even though this was prophesied in Scripture, behold, uh, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Uh, He would be born in Bethlehem and, and so forth. All of these things were given to us. Most people were not ready for Jesus when he came the first time. And they misunderstood the scriptures and they expect him to come gloriously. And he didn't. He came humbly as a little baby, Mm. born as a child. Now, on the converse, here we are facing the climax of all of Earth's history. Jesus is about to return in power and glory. And many today, even many in the Christian church today, believe he's coming secretly and quietly and quietly. And and what a contrast. We got it wrong the first time, or many got it wrong the first time when Jesus came. They didn't expect him. He came in a manner that they weren't expecting, even though the scriptures have predicted it. And here we are again, the second coming. The scriptures predict how he will come in power and great glory, and yet some believe that he's coming secretly. And so it's, it's we have to be careful that we don't buy into popular notions, but that we actually read the scripture and we understand what the Bible is saying about the second coming of Christ.
0: I guess another perspective might be that um, you know, people get complacent. Oh, he's not going to come yet. Right. He hasn't come it's for been the a last 2,000 years. Yeah. He's probably not going to come for another 2,000 years. Yeah,
1: that, that's yeah. it. That's, it's, it's kind of interesting, isn't it, that... Um, events that, have, that are only ever going to happen once. You can't sort of proof test them or you know repeat them uh, and say, well, because he hasn't come, he won't come. Uh, no, he is going to come and the, and the signs of the times tell us that. There's one other uh, passage I'd like to read out. It's in Luke twenty-one twenty-seven. 27. Um, Jesus again talking about the second coming. He says, then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. That is something that will not be missed. When you're on earth in that day, you won't need somebody to ring you up and say, did you see the second coming yesterday? Mm, mm. That won't happen. You will see it for yourself. It will be powerful and it will be glorious.
0: Everyone's going to know about it.
1: Mm. So I don't know. uh, So we've mentioned the fact that Christ's coming will be visible. And we're also um, told that Jesus will not come uh, back to Earth alone. Mm. Uh,
0: well, let, let's go to a break, and uh, we'll, we'll come into that after our uh, after our next song. Sure, where where you're going to talk about uh, Jesus won't come alone. Okay, we're going to go to this next song. Um, I'm making all things new by Wendell Kimbra.
2: All the heavens open, for the former things were past. And I heard my Savior singing, I have come for you at last. I will wipe away death's sorrow. You will no more cry your grief. To the thirsty, I give healing. From the spring of life, come dream. For behold, I am making all things new. Write this down, every word. announced with splendor I will dwell with you my And the night will be like day For the Lamb in all His beauty Like a torch will light our way And the gates of that great city Never close to those who come Every nation brings its glory To our new creation I am making all things new Write this down every word is true Tell the world what I came to do I am making all things new I am making all things new
0: I am making all things new by Wendell Kimbra. Now I just will remind our listeners of an offer that we're going to have later in the program. We'll give you the code word. It's a book called The Incredible Answers to Prayer. And we will share a bit more about that a little bit later and give you the code word as well. But right now we're going to return to our discussion with Peter Watts this morning about Christ's second coming. And uh, Peter, you were just mentioning before the break that uh, Christ will not Return alone. How how is it going to be when he comes back?
1: Yeah, so uh, the Bible gives us quite a few details in regards to how Jesus returned. We, we mentioned that he was coming back in clouds, and uh, you know, we went, uh, are they clouds of raindrops? I wonder, or are they clouds of something else? Um, the The Bible says that Jesus will return with many angels, and you know, lots of the um, some of the end time scenarios that we were talking about that, that are, are presented in the movies. Are like uh, an alien invasion, and uh, that's you know the the premise of, of Independence Day, for instance, um, and of course, uh, really this is what it's going to be like. Only this is not, you know, this is an alien invasion of uh, God's angels, you know, mm. not, not the bad guys. However, what's interesting is if you think about it, a few uh, episodes ago we talked about why so much suffering. We talked about the great battle between good and evil, uh, the origins of Lucifer, uh, how Lucifer fell and was cast to the earth and, and his angels with him. So we had kind of... Uh, an evil alien invasion at the time when lucifer and his angels came to earth many many years ago thousands of years ago uh, the bible talks about and then now what we have here at the second coming of christ is another alien invasion alien in the sense that it doesn't come from here in matthew 25 verse 31 uh, we read the words of jesus it says when the son of man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him. Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Now, that's interesting from the perspective of, of, it says, coming in his glory, and all the holy angels with him. Well, how many is that going to be? Right now... A lot. A lot. (laughs) A a lot is the answer. Right now, there are more than 7.5 billion people on planet Earth. There are references in Scripture that indicate that we have a guardian angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there are references made where, you know, Jesus talks about little children and their, how their angels always behold the face of the Father. Um, there, are, there was a time when Peter was imprisoned and uh, he was miraculously released and he comes back and knocks on the door of the place where the disciples are. And, uh, they sort of open the door and shut it again. Peter's standing outside and they say, it can't be Peter because he's in jail. And somebody said, well, maybe it's his angel. So there are indications in scripture that we have a guardian angel. And, um, you know, if there are seven and a half billion people, maybe we're talking about billions of angels coming. Mm. The Bible also tells us that a third of the angels Followed Lucifer um, and were cast to the earth, so we, we see that in the book of Revelation chapter twelve and so um, what we have here is is the Jesus returning in his glory with all the holy angels with him, and then he was set on the throne of his glory um, there 's another passage in luke nine twenty six where Jesus is referring to this. he says, "For whoever is ashamed of me and my words." of him the son of man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his fathers and of the holy angels so this is glorious now let me explain a little bit about what that might might uh, be like the power and the glory of god when he comes uh, and reveals himself is um it's dramatic so for instance in the old testament uh, there is a passage when god's people Uh, are surrounded by their enemies. There are thousands of their enemies coming to uh, destroy them, essentially. And God sends one angel to protect them, and 185,000 soldiers of the Syrian army fall down dead at the presence of one angel. Mm. So that's just one. And we're talking about billions of angels. So here's one angel expressing his glory, and uh, an army of 185,000 soldiers die. Um. This is going to be uh, glorious, so essentially when Jesus comes he 's actually coming to rescue his people, because the world is in such a state that uh their existence is 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 even threatened. One of the things the Bible says about um, the end of the world and the second coming of Christ it says um, unless those days will be shortened, no flesh will be saved in other words, we will annihilate ourselves if god doesn't intervene and rescue us mm. and so the second coming is a rescue mission
0: and that that really does sound like uh where we're at at the moment
1: yeah well that's if, right if, if
0: if we if when, we go on i mean even even uh, people are predicting that you know if, yeah. with the climate change and other things that uh, if if life goes on we're going to uh
1: well that's it destroy ourselves we're in the grip of the COVID pandemic Mm. and prior to that of course we were getting very um, agitated about we have to do something about climate change Mm. and suddenly COVID comes and oh hang on there's something even more, more urgent, yeah. more important than, than climate change. But that hasn't gone away. Yeah. Uh, those risks and those the circumstances are, are still the same. And so um, we see here he's going to come back in, in uh, his own glory, the Father's glory and the, the glory of the holy angels. Another, uh, I guess, story from um, one of the angels of glory, If you may remember that uh, when Jesus was um, buried in the tomb, that an angel came down and rolled away the stone and sat on the tomb at the resurrection of Jesus. And there was a, a guard placed to guard the tomb to make sure that nobody robbed the body. or uh, And they all fell down like dead men when mm. that angel uh, arrived. So um, these angels can be powerful and mighty and glorious. And uh, again, there's another verse in Matthew 24, 31 jesus speaking again he says and he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other in other words they're going to go to the four corners of the globe the angels are going to collect god's people and take them home to heaven with jesus so that's um what it talks about in terms of the fact that it will jesus will not return alone so the second coming of Christ, we're told, is a visible event. We've seen that. It's an event where Jesus does not return alone. He's going to be coming with clouds of angels, mm. okay, billions of angels. Um, we're also told that it's going to be an audible event. This is not a silent movie. This is going to be a very dramatic and uh, powerful and loud event. Um, and uh, we can read about it here in First um, Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16. Do you have that?
0: I can read it, yep. Okay. It says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first.
1: Okay, so this is talking about the Lord coming back, and it it refers to it as um, uh, he he descends from heaven with a shout, uh, the voice of an archangel, the trumpet of God. So the trumpet was the loudest instrument they had back Mm. then um you know they had uh still
0: still a pretty loud instrument i I play the trumpet there you go jason tell us about your trumpet playing (laughs) don't i do play it but uh, it can be loud
1: you can get some uh, high notes on there
0: Uh, i'm there are many people who play it a lot louder than me but yes it's a loud instrument
1: yeah and so what they're trying to convey is that it's going to be loud i mean um you know we're all familiar with thunder uh, and, and nobody misses that, that sound. But, uh, this is going to be, um, a significantly, um, noisy event. You, you will hear it happen as well. It's so noisy, in fact, that the Bible says that, um, his voice is so loud that it wakes the dead. Wow. Um, we read about this, um, that there's a resurrection that takes place when, uh, when, when he comes, because it says at the end of that verse there, uh, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. So um, that's significant. Um, in Psalm 50, verse 3, we're told, Our God shall come and shall not keep silent. This is not a secret rapture that is talked about here. This is... Um, God returning in glory. Uh, God shall come; shall not keep silent. A fire shall devour before Him, and it shall be very tempestuous all around Him. This is going to be a dramatic event. So, people will see it; they will hear it; uh, they're even going to experience it um, because uh, the 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 dead in Christ will rise. I mean, that'll be dramatic enough. And then uh, we're also told that those who are alive will also rise to meet Jesus in the air. And uh, maybe you can read this. This is a follow-on from that previous verse, First yes. Thessalonians 16. This is 17.
0: Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord.
1: Okay, so... You know, it's great that the dead in Christ shall rise, but we don't want to be left behind, no. right? So, so, uh, I'm sure
0: there's a movie or there something is a called movie. The Left Behind. Exactly.
1: Um, and this, this takes place, you know, the, this is one event. Jesus is coming, the dead in Christ will rise, and then we who are alive and remain will be caught up. Now, this is an interesting passage because it says, we'll be caught up together with them. Who's the them? Those are the ones who've just been raised from the dead.
0: Mm.
1: To meet the Lord where?
0: In the air.
1: In the air. And this is important from the perspective to know, well, where are we actually going? And we we've, mm-hmm. we started off with that because you read a passage from John 14 where he says, I'm going to my father's to house to prepare a place for yeah. you. My father's house are many mansions. I will come again to take you to be where, I, where am. I am. So he's taking us to heaven. Um, there are a lot of people who um, uh, believe that when Jesus comes, he's going to establish his kingdom here on earth. Mm. But in actual fact, the Bible tells us that we meet him in the air, we go to heaven, uh, and we spend a thousand years there. But that's a whole number of the topic we're going to cover in detail in this series. Um, but but the the long and the short of it is Jesus comes, takes us to heaven for a thousand years, and then we return, and he recreates the earth anew. So in, in other words, heaven for us is kind of like in a two phase.
3: Mm.
1: One in heaven in among, you know, beyond the stars, and then the other on the earth made new. We'll have yeah. the paradise of earth made new
0: and we had that song earlier that uh was talking about I am making all things new and that's that's really uh, part of that thing as well so
1: this makes sense by the way because many people are telling us now uh that we have to escape planet earth um because we we uh here's a here's a statement that was made back in November 2006 by Stephen Hawking he's no longer with us of course but Stephen Hawking said um, man, mankind will need to leave planet Earth to ensure a, the long-term survival of the species. Theoretical physicist Professor Stephen Hawking warned it today. The long-term survival of the human race is at risk as long as it is confined to a single planet. Well, actually, yes, we are going to leave planet Earth, mm. and the second coming is the way we're going to do it. Even now, of course, we um, have people like Elon Musk and others who are building rockets to try and populate Mars in order to ensure the survival of the species, but God already has this in mind. He's
0: already got a plan. He's
1: already got a plan, and yeah. it won't cost us a dime. Mm.
0: Well, just a bit more information about our office for today is uh, the number zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Incredible answers to prayer. Uh, this is by Roger Mornay. and the the book it's it's an exhilarating spiritual experience. Um, and uh, yeah I really recommend that you get it it will send chills down your spine and make you rejoice that you too serve the Lord of the impossible we're going to uh, go to a break uh, but after the break we will give you the code for that and just before we do go to the break we've got a question for you are you looking forward to the second coming of Jesus and if so why text us in your answers are you looking forward to it and why So here's our next song. It's uh, Journey On, Believer, uh, by the Downing family. The Bible
2: story as it's told said a man named Joseph had a coat. It made his brothers green with jealousy. They sold him into slavery He pressed on with bravery Till he was next in line To Egypt's king Journey
3: A woman by the name of Ruth Was known by all for love and truth She kept faith when her beloved died For her devotion and her labor She acquired Boaz's favor Married him as part of Jesus' life The road road may not be easy, that leads to your reward. When you're lost and weary, hold to His guiding hand. Journey on, believer, reach the promised land. Carpenter from Galilee Left his home and family to Spread the word of God throughout the land He died upon a rugged cross To save the souls of all the lost Now he waits for us at God's right hand Journey on, believer Keep your eyes upon the Lord to your reward When you're lost and weary Hold to His guiding hand Journey on, believer Reach the promised land
0: And that was The Downing Family. It's a, a great little song. Now, we promised an offer before the break. And the code, the code word for our book this morning is, the the, the book is Incredible Answers to Prayer. And the code word is search9. That's search9, no spaces, just Send in that to our number zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one search nine no spaces to get that book incredible answers to prayer now uh, we 've talked a lot about the negative elements, I guess uh, you know about sort of this doomsday stuff and uh, what a lot of people are thinking, but we need to, I guess, move on in this journey a little bit mm. more. There's, there's more to, to
1: come. More to come. So, yeah, in terms of the second coming of Christ, we've, we've talked about it being visible. we talk about it being audible. Uh, it's um, something that's going to make dramatic changes. And our, our, we will be changed. You, you know, when we talked before about uh, Jesus coming, raising the dead, and then we will be caught up to meet him in the air. And many people might be thinking, well, you know, do we go as we are? I mean, some people are very old. Some people are very sick. Some people um, are disabled. What will that be like? And in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 53, I, I um, will we'll read out what it says in Scripture here. It says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. In other words, we won't all die. Some of us are going to be alive. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this uh, mortal must put on immortality so the Bible tells us that obviously when the dead rise, they're going to be changed because they're changed from being dead to being alive. Uh, and though even us who are alive, when Jesus returns, we will have changed bodies. We will be, uh, we'll have immortal bodies. We will have um, bodies that are perfect. It will be nice not to have a bad back or a bad knee or a, you know all the ailments that we currently uh, suffer from. Uh, we will be given perfect bodies at that point and and be taken to heaven. Philippians three twenty to twenty one. Also uh, confirms this. it says, we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body. So the Bible tells us clearly that we will be changed. now, of course, some people might be asking uh, about um, you know the secret rapture or the left behind idea. Doesn't the Bible say that will Jesus will come as a thief in the night? Um, There's a a, a long-standing idea about uh, the secret rapture, and it it spawned a whole series of books, uh, the Left Behind series, and I think two or three movies, or, or something like that. And it's secret rapture theology. And what we want to know is: has truth been left behind? Uh, Mm. The the writers of these books, um, Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins, who wrote the the book Left Behind, they they admit it's a fictitious story, Okay, but it's set against the backdrop of the idea that there's a secret rapture and people disappear, and after that there's seven more years of tribulation. You you don't find the term seven years of tribulation in the Bible, Mm. Um, and so uh, this uh, basically came about from um, a young woman... um, in the early 1830s, a 15-year-old Scottish girl called Margaret MacDonald claimed to have had visions that included a secret rapture of believers before the appearance of the Antichrist. Uh, Edward Irving, who was her Scottish Presbyterian pastor and forerunner of the charismatic and Pentecostal movements, attended prophecy conferences that began in Dublin, Ireland, and uh, he, he uh, continued to sort of share that material um, and it, it became more and more popular but the Bible doesn't teach us that there is a secret rapture um, in fact Jesus in Matthew 24 26 to 27 says therefore if they say to you look he is in the desert do not go out or look he is in the inner rooms do not believe it for as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west so also will the coming of the son of man be in other words The Bible teaches us that it's not going to be uh, a secret. Um, What about the idea of a thief in the night? I want to read you a section from the New Testament, Peter, 2 Peter 3.10. It says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Here we go. In which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat, both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. So that doesn't sound like, you know, life is normal after the secret rapture. You know, it says the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise. And that is the second coming. So So
0: the the thief in the light, the thief in the night concept, really isn't that just talking more about the unexpected nature? Correct.
1: Yes. So the thief in the night is the idea that, You know, you don't know when a thief's coming to your house. If you Mm. did, you'd stay up all night and prepare. Mm. Um, But but when a thief comes, it's usually uh, unexpected. It's a surprise. Mm. Uh, And I think that that's the way the second coming will come upon the world. That's when you
0: least uh, expect (laughs) it. Yeah.
1: And that's a shame in the sense that God has provided so much material in order for us to know
3: Mm.
1: about the second coming and the end of the world and to prepare for it. Mm. One other uh, element I want to just uh, mention is it also talks about that there'll be a great earthquake. Um, we find this in Revelation chapter 6, 14 to 17. It says, Then the sky receded as scroll when it is rolled up, And every mountain and island was moved out of its place and the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of his wrath has come and who is able to stand. And it's really talking about the fact that those who are the enemies of God will be running from Jesus as he returns and those who are looking forward to the second coming, they will be running to Jesus when he returns. We talked at the beginning how to survive the end of the world. And really the way to do that is to develop your relationship with Christ, to accept him as your saviour so that when he comes, you meet him in peace. And uh, the way we can do that is we talk to God through prayer. He talks to us through scripture and then we live out the life that we see there in scripture We live out that life accordingly and we follow him in in the way we live our life. So we really need to uh, continue to develop our relationship with Christ, uh, meet with other believers, uh, gain strength and encouragement from them uh, in order to um, be ready for the coming of Christ. And God has provided so much information for us so that we can be prepared, we can be ready so that when Jesus comes, we can meet him in peace.
0: Mm, Amen. Now, that question we asked earlier, I'm just going to ask it again of our listeners. Are you looking forward to the second coming of Jesus? And if so, why? Feel free to text us in any time. Uh, if, we, if we get responses in between now and next week, we might share those uh, responses next week on air. But uh, I will just also remind you of our offer, The Incredible Answers to Prayer. Text in search number 9, so the, the word search, no spaces with the number 9, to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Text that in and we can get that book out to you. Now just a reminder of our Prophetica event that's coming up, uh, first in Launceston and Scottsdale on the 31st of July and uh, following up other events you can find out all of the information at prophetica.com. And uh, in particular down in Hobart, uh, they'll be running on the 7th and 8th of August. Now, uh, Peter, any uh, closing comment today? I think you've summed
1: up pretty well. Yeah, yeah I, w- I would just say, you know, the second coming, it's a little bit like getting that flight to heaven you know when the gate closes is no longer available and so you know we, we want to be prepared so that we're ready for because when that take flight takes off there's not another flight mm-hmm. you know this is god has prepared a place for us he wants to take us home and he wants us to be ready and to share it with others so that they can be ready for the second coming
0: and he's given us plenty of warnings and and the signs and things as well now uh, next week what have you got for us on your program next week
1: so next week we're going to look at one of the most fascinating prophecies in the old testament uh, and it's it's actually the prophecy that pinpoints uh, the identity of jesus it's called one life changed the world and uh, we're going to look forward to sharing that with people next week
0: okay we hope you can join us next week with peter watts and of course tomorrow with david maxwell on his series amazing love with the least of these
3: We are healthy.